Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. If you're a fan of 48 hours or true crime, looking to try on a case of your own, June's Journey is for you. A thrilling hidden object mystery game set against the backdrop of the 1920s. You play as June Parker, an amateur detective trying to unravel your sister's mysterious murder. As you dive into a world filled with twists and turns, trust no one. Every character could be hiding secrets. While you piece together the intricately woven plot, you'll collect crucial information in your photo album, turning suspicions into facts. And if you want help on the case, you can even join a detective club to collaborate or compete with fellow sleuths on hundreds of puzzles. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. At six years old, I had never been in darkness like that before. It was just pitch black, like the dark was touching me, engulfing me, like I was actually inhaling the darkness. Chowchilla in 1976 was a cow town. You could drive through the heart of town in about 30 seconds. Very close-knit community. Everybody looked out for each other. People didn't lock their doors. There was nothing to fear. I didn't know what fear was. I still have a hard time grasping the way that my life changed on July 15th just another average summer day, very hot, going to summer school, and that day we got to go to the town swimming pool. Got back on the bus, ready to go home. The bus driver was Ed Ray. He was a strong, quiet man. Everybody liked Edward and respected him. The buses had the windows down, the hot summer breeze, the kids were laughing and singing happy and just glad to be going home. What I remember was we're traveling, he just left off two kids. All of a sudden he said, what the heck is this? 
And then I can remember the bus stopping at a stop sign. Edward went to go around a white van that was parked in the road. And then this man came up with a stocking over his head with a gun and said, open the door. The first man came on the bus and he had a gun. Ed Ray said, what's going on? And he said, shut up and move to the back. I remember telling him that if he didn't get me home on time, my dad would be on him like stink on skunk. You know, I wasn't afraid of anything. I didn't know I needed to be. And then another man came on the bus and he had a sawed off double barrel shotgun. The shotgun filled me with terror. The masked men had pantyhose pulled over their face. It was a very distorted look. Where their eyes were, it almost looked hollow. It was like looking at death. One of the kidnappers got into the driver's seat and the bus started moving again. I started to think, I wonder where they're taking us. 26 school children and their bus driver have vanished. Anguished parents, President Ford, hundreds of searching police are asking the question, where are the children? A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24 7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk free. If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
just outside Chowchilla on July 15, 1976, the frightening journey began. We started driving down the road. I was wondering how it was going to feel to die. I was too scared to move. 26 terrified children, some as young as five, were staring down the barrel of a sawed-off shotgun. Three masked men had hijacked the Dairyland Elementary School bus. One had the shotgun, one drove the bus, and one followed behind in the white van they'd used to block the road. It's a hard thing to explain, because I'd never been around guns. You only seen bad guys in the movies with stockings on, you know, so I knew it wasn't good. Edward kept telling us kids just to be quiet, sit down, do what they say. Edward was speaking in a harsh tone, and that normally was not the Edward that we knew and loved. Eventually, the bus went off the road down into a dry riverbed. And into this big grove of bamboo that were taller, actually, than the bus. And then, as I looked out one of the side windows, I saw that there was another van that was parked there. They parked the bus, and there was a green van down there waiting for us. Even at the age of nine, little Jennifer Brown seemed to know the horror of that day should be documented. She later made this recording with her mom. And there was two guys standing from the bus door to the van door with guns, um, with pantyhose over their heads so we wouldn't run out. And then, see, they pulled the van right up to the um, bus door. The kidnappers herded the stunned children from the bus into those two vans. We had to jump from the bus to the van. So there um, wouldn't see any feet prints. When it was my turn to get on the van, he stopped me. He held a shotgun to my stomach. I said, I was doing what you said. And I had to stand there with this gun in my gut until the one van drove away and they backed the second van up. It felt like forever. I thought he was gonna shoot me. I actually did. Jennifer, Larry, and the rest of the children followed Jody into the second van, along with the bus driver, Ed Ray. Then the kidnappers closed the doors. It was pitch dark. The vans had been converted into makeshift jail cells by installing wood paneling and even painting the windows. No one could see in or out. The kidnappers sped off with the children caged in those mobile prisons. And I felt like I was an animal going to the slaughterhouse. Around that time, Jennifer's mom, Joan Brown, came home from work. The house was empty. The children were not there. Uh, no peanut butter uh, on the counter, no chairs out there. Well, they just weren't there. As one hour turned to two, Worried parents began helping the police retrace the school bus's route, crisscrossing dozens of rural roads. 
Where were those children? 26 of them and a bus driver. Nowhere. And then, just before sunset, a police pilot spotted the big bus about seven miles outside Chowchilla, hidden in the dry riverbed. You would only see it from the air. Madera County Sheriff Ed Bates rushed to the scene. We found uh, tire impressions in the sand. That led straight to the front door of the bus. Obviously, someone had backed their vehicle up to the doors of the bus. Sheriff Bates was convinced. I called the governor. I said, I need some help down here. The children of Chowchilla had become the victims of a brazen and bizarre mass kidnapping. I had the parents all assembled there in the fire station. Well, you could just look at their faces and uh, the anxiety and the fear was there. I told them I called the FBI. All of a sudden, I had 30 FBI agents there. As Sheriff Bates continued to widen the investigation, the children continued to suffer inside the sweltering pitch-black vans. We'd bang on where the driver's panel would be, like, let us out, let us out, and they would just say, shut up. And we drove what seemed like for hours upon hours upon hours. And I remember that I kept falling asleep and coming back awake. I would dream about being I would dream about being up in the forest where my family would go camping. We all tried to comfort each other. And a few of my um, little friends that are five and six, they came over and started laying on me and crying. And I told them, be brave, because everything's going to be all right. Then the van started to slow down. The kids could feel it, pulling off the road, lurching from side to side on rough terrain before coming to a stop after nearly 12 unbearable hours. They opened up the door and they took Ed Ray out first. They shut the doors back. And we're like, where's Edward now? What were they doing? And I remember they would just grab the first kid that was inside the door. They, and they just kept doing that. And they opened the door and they grabbed somebody they else. They open up the door. They take the next kid out and they close the doors. But when they open the doors, you don't see them. I thought they were basically killing us each one at a time. I kept scooting to the back of the van, and I thought, maybe if I just hide in the corner, they won't come for me. But they did. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had, and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. 
Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. I didn't know if it was in the desert, at the beach, in the side of a mountain. I had no idea where we were. I didn't even know if we were in California. After almost 12 hours in darkness, 10-year-old Jody Heffington was the last to be taken out of the first van. Being the last one, you don't know what's going to happen because you don't see nobody else. What happened to them? If you didn't kill them, where are they at? They had flashlights kind of like shining in their faces and then one shining on your face. And they said, what's your name? And I actually, I have a little bit of a smart ass in me. And I said, Puddin' Tang, ask me again, I'll tell you the same. I was pissed and I was scared at the same time. They said, if you don't tell us your name, you're never gonna see your mom and dad again. Do you understand? And they took all my belongings. And then they said, you're gonna go down in this hole right here. The hole led to an old truck trailer buried underground. Ed, Ray, and the children from the first van were there. There was a table set up in the back. It was surrounded with jugs of drinking water. On some of the mattresses, they had some cereal, a loaf of bread, and some peanut butter. In the wheel wells, they had cut holes in them for toilets. We could hear fans, so we knew that there was some sort of ventilation. 14-year-old Michael Marshall was still in the other van with some of the youngest children. The kids got a hold of me and were holding on to me and scared out of their, you know, we're all just scared of our wits. As they did before, the kidnappers removed the children one by one. Michael and the youngest, five-year-old Monica Artery, were the last ones left in the van. It was just me and her. Not knowing what had happened to the other children, or if they were even alive, Michael says he couldn't bear to hand Monica over to the kidnappers. So when they opened the doors again, he went first. I had to take her hands from mine and rip and take them apart, say it would be okay, and go with them and leave her. That was hard. As soon as I got on that ladder and took a step down and I heard the rest of the kids say, it's Mike, it's my Pete, Michael. And, and I realized that everybody was alive. And to his relief, not long after, Monica came climbing down that ladder. They were all together again. 
we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. So right now, so far, we're all right. But the sense of relief was short-lived. Before I knew it, the ladder was gone. They threw a rolled toilet paper down and said, we'll be back for you. And that was it. The kidnappers then covered the opening with a manhole cover. And there it just went dark. And you just hear the material getting thrown on us. We were being buried alive. Buried 12 feet underground. I just remember looking up at that hole. I wanted to stay close. I wanted to be like right there because that was the way out. Ed Ray and Mike Marshall, they looked at every corner, every wall for an escape route, got underneath the manhole cover, pushed up on it, and they couldn't move it. So Ed Ray determined that it was time for everyone to get some rest. The minutes and hours ticked by. It would be silent, and then somebody would bust out crying, and the whole would just erupt, everybody crying. The thing that made me cry was not being able to say goodbye to my mom. And I'm remembering the last time that I saw her. And wishing I could have told her goodbye. Throughout much of this day, parents and other family of the missing children came to the command post set up in downtown Chowchilla to try desperately to fathom some reason out of this madness. Carol Marshall's 14-year-old son, Mike, was another on the bus. Any chance at all this could be some kind of terrible hoax or joke that someone is playing? I imagine there's a chance. I hope that's all it is. It is believed to be the largest kidnapping in U.S. history. So far, there's been no word from any abductors. They had been in the hole for almost 12 hours, and the conditions were deteriorating. We had eaten the food. The fans on the ventilator stopped. My little brain started to grasp the concept of we may really not go home. There was this one boy, and he kept kicking blocks out from underneath the four by four pillars. And so the roof of the van was starting to cave in, the seams were breaking, dust was flowing through, the sides of the van were bowing in, children just screaming and crying. We thought if we're gonna die, we're gonna die trying to get out of here. See more photos from the case at 48hours.com. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. 
The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. As a young kid, you don't have a lot of sense of time. There was no sunlight, so you couldn't tell if it was day or night. We were out of food, we were out of water. The roof was caving in. It just was a desperate situation. Everybody got the mattresses and stacked them up as high as we could go. Right underneath the manhole cover. People started standing on each other's shoulders. I was a very tall girl and very strong, so they stood on my shoulders when they didn't stand on um, Edwards. They took turns pushing up on the manhole cover. I'm giving it everything I got, and all the kids are cheering me on, you know. Come on, Mike, you can do it, you can do it. Then all of a sudden they said, it moved, it moved. But they were far from being free. The kidnappers had put truck batteries and dirt on top of the manhole cover and had constructed a wooden box around it. Once the manhole cover was moved, that box was just big enough for Michael to stand in. Like Jennifer, Michael Marshall made a recording about his experience. I get on top of it. I get on top of this box. I started hitting and pounding and hitting and pounding. He dug until he was exhausted, and then he kept on digging. There was no quit in him. None of us knew when we got out there just because we were standing there with shotguns in our head and stuff. So we were pretty scared. Then suddenly, this ray of sunlight, this ray of sunlight came down into the opening. It was catching the dust. And the dust particles looked like a bunch of shooting stars. There was this airflow that came out of the van. And I knew we were free. I need a minute. <sighs> the air and the light, there was beaming coming through. Mike Marshall actually brave person that he is crawled out of the hole first and I stuck my head out and there was nobody I didn't see anybody and I could see we were in the hills he said the coast is clear and so we started taking the little ones and putting them up there and Mike grabbed them and that part was kind of scary too because we're out now we don't know who's out here it was approximately 8 p.m. on July 16th, 
they had been in the hole for nearly 16 hours. We all just scurried like a bunch of little mice. We saw conveyor belts, excavators. It looked like the Flintstones. And all these men with hard hats came to us and looked at us like, who are you? The kidnappers had buried them in a rock quarry in Livermore, California, 100 miles away from Chowchilla. When police arrived as evidence, they took photos of every child. An Alameda County jail bus <laughs> came in and it was like, yeah, they put us back on a bus. Then they transported them to the closest place that could hold them, the Santa Rita Rehabilitation Center, a local jail. I remember going in in the bus, and you could see the prison wire, and you thought, well, they're taking us into jail. They took us into what looked like classrooms. They brought us apples and soda. They had these coveralls, and all us little kids got into them, and we had to roll the pants up about 10 feet. And then we rolled the arms up, and we were all sitting there. Some of them didn't roll our arms up, and we sitting there flapping our arms. We said, hey, we can fly. Over the next few hours, Ed Ray and the children were examined by doctors. They were also questioned by police. Each one of us was interrogated by ourselves to tell our story. How do you describe somebody that has pantyhose over their face? After four hours of questioning, they were finally allowed to go home. They put us on a Greyhound, escorted us back to Chowchilla. It was time for mom and dad. I just wanted my mom and dad. It was 4 a.m. when the bus arrived at last. It had been almost 36 hours since their traumatic ordeal began. The scene was like a mob scene. News cameras and TV lights. Everybody started um, saying, are you all right, Jennifer, and all this stuff. And I said, yeah, I'm fine. Then whenever we got into this room, I found my mom and my dad. They just let us off the bus with all these people, and you didn't know where your parents were. This man carried me off the bus, and he put me in my mom's arms. And I said, hi, mom and fell asleep on her shoulder. I felt, I felt like I was finally safe. Nothing was ever the same. Nothing was ever the same after that. We had no idea what our kids had been through. None whatsoever. How does it feel to be a big movie star? For nine-year-old Jennifer Brown, the experience has allowed her to still see the world with compassion. Why do you suppose that they would do something like that? I don't know. They didn't have enough love. She had horrible nightmares. 
she would run screaming into our bedroom and she wasn't even awake. And she would tell us later that she dreamt that they were lined up and shot. One night I was dreaming that I was falling down this hole and I was trying to get out. I started screaming for my mom. Mom came in and all I could do was cry. And all she could do was hold me. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Today, in this rock quarry, they unearthed the truck that was prison and very nearly a tomb for 26 children and their school bus driver. Unearthing the who and why of all this is much harder. In the days following the kids' escape, investigators searched the rock quarry and the van that had been their underground tomb, hoping they would find clues that would lead them to the kidnappers. They looked to see who would have keys to the quarry. In order to have access to bury this moving container undetected, you would have to have access. Assistant District Attorney Jill Klinge. Fred Woods had keys to that quarry. 24-year-old Frederick Newhall Woods, the son of the owner of the quarry, immediately became a person of interest. They looked at the ledger, surveillance tapes, and started to put, put it all together at that point. Security guards told investigators they had seen three young men digging a large hole in the quarry months before the kidnapping. One of them, they said, was Fred Woods. And Woods had a record. Two years earlier, he had been charged with Grand Theft Auto. Arrested with him were two of his friends, James Schoenfeld, Fred's partner in a used car business, and James's younger brother, Richard. All three were from wealthy families who lived in San Francisco's nicest suburbs. They escaped with a fine and probation. They're young, they're wealthy. I think it added a component of fascination to the story because it was so unlikely that three men such as these would commit such an atrocious crime. Investigators executed a warrant to search Fred Woods' father's estate. For the last two days, the Woods estate has looked like an armed camp. Dozens of officers looking for anything. What they found there 
was a treasure trove of evidence. We were able to recover one of the guns that was used during this kidnapping. This crime was planned out for a year and a half in intricate detail. You actually have a document labeled plan, and it sets out the way they were going to commit the kidnapping, and then they, on the right-hand side, put how they would compensate or deal with what could go wrong. They also recovered the draft of a ransom note. The draft of the ransom note says $2.5 million, but in actuality, they were going to ask for $5 million from the state of California. But the kidnappers were never able to deliver their demand. When they tried to call the Chowchilla Police Department, because of the number of calls that were coming in worldwide, the phone lines were jammed. They couldn't get through, so they took a nap. And by the time they woke up, they saw on the news that the kids had been found. So they were never able to request their ransom. And so the search is on nationwide for these three men and their... Arrest warrants were issued. Richard Schoenfeld turned himself in. Fred Woods and James Schoenfeld fled California, but not for long. James Schoenfeld was captured at dawn today. Police say he ran hard all over the western United States, but he did not run well. Frederick Woods was arrested by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police this afternoon, just across the Washington state border in Vancouver. I remember being physically ill when I actually saw him. After that, you kind of did have a sense of, you can breathe, they're behind bars. So what drove these young men, seemingly well off, to kidnap young children for money? James Schoenfeld eventually said despite their parents' wealth, he and Fred Woods were in serious debt. He would later tell the parole board, we needed multiple victims to get multiple millions, and we picked children because children are precious. The state would be willing to pay ransom for them, and they don't fight back. I think that the two Schoenfelds did it just on pure persuasion by Fred Woods. Fred Woods, in my own personal opinion, and I have a master's degree, I think he was a sociopath. Some might call him a psychopath. With the overwhelming evidence against them, Woods and the Schoenfels pleaded guilty to 27 counts of kidnapping for ransom and robbery. But they refused to plead guilty to eight counts of bodily harm. Those charges would send them to prison for life without the possibility of parole. So 16 months after their abduction, Jennifer, Michael, Jody, and some of the other children face the kidnappers in court. You're in this little box, and they're there looking at you, just glaring at you and staring you down. They testified that in addition to the emotional trauma, they had suffered physical wounds, like cuts and bruises. And I looked over at them, and I just broke down. That was the first time I cried. So they allowed my father come sit by me, and that made me feel a lot safer. The kidnappers were sitting to my left at a table. I remember giving my dad my gum because I told him I was going to spit my gum at him. You say they would give you this funny look. What did that make you feel? Scared. I did my testimony, I answered my questions, and I left that courtroom with my head held high, and there was no way that I was going to let them see me cry. A California judge today imposed mandatory life prison sentences without parole on those three young men who kidnapped 26 Chowchillas. I remember thinking, they're going to go to jail. 
They're not going to do this to anybody else. That's all that I need to know. With the kidnappers sentenced to prison for the rest of their lives, the survivors thought their nightmare was finally over. Bye. But it was just beginning. Bye, Jennifer. Bye. See more photos from the case at 48hours.com. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Just five weeks after being buried alive, the gutsy children of Chowchilla and their bus driver, Ed Ray, were hailed as heroes. There was even a trip to Disneyland. Everyone thought that was great because the good memories of Disneyland would overshadow the bad memories of the kidnapping. But it wasn't that simple. In a way, you try to be normal. But when you've gone through something that's so traumatic, it's hard to go back and be a normal kid again. Sometimes it's like life is an act. You try to be good for everybody else. So they don't worry, but they worry anyway. So I advise everybody else not to do it that way. <laughs> the survivors struggled to move forward. But just four years after the kidnappings, a critical turning point. The kidnappers' lawyers appealed the finding of bodily harm. Prosecutor Jill Klinge. And the appellate court overturned it. And while acknowledging the horrific nature of the crime, stated that the injuries suffered did not rise to the level of bodily harm under the law. So Fred Woods and the Schoenfeld brothers were resentenced to life with the possibility of parole. They would get a parole hearing every one or two years. I felt like I had been betrayed by the justice system. Just six years after the kidnappings, the parade of parole hearings began. Every time one of the kidnappers came up for parole, it triggered all their fears and trauma. The hearings took place inside the prison. They sit in the same room, and it's not a large room with the kidnapper. The first time, I was terrified. For all three kidnappers, there had been more than 60 parole hearings to date. Jody Heffington went to nearly all of them. It just seems like every three years I go, and I go three times every time. It's excruciating, and the aftermath is uh, never good. Jody and the other survivors watched helplessly as Richard Schoenfeld was the first to be granted parole in June 2012. 
36 years after the kidnappings. Three years later, James Schoenfeld was paroled too. As far as I know, they have not been in any kind of trouble. The same could not be said for Fred Woods. He repeatedly broke prison rules. He was caught with pornography and cell phones. Hello, my name is Jody Medrano. I was Jody Heffington. In 2018, 48 Hours was at Fred Woods' 15th parole hearing and recorded audio of Jody's testimony. To listen to him talk about his poor childhood. <laughs> um, I don't know if I want to laugh, cry, cuss him, or what, because um, where did my childhood go? Like I told him, Mr. Woods, you're not a kidnapper, you're a thief. You're a thief of lives, not just the, the kids that were in the bus, but they stole our family's lives. And what we all had before that. After that hearing, Woods was again denied parole. It was 28 hours of terror that will always be with Michael, Jennifer, Jody, and Larry, all who have managed to find ways to get on with living. Healing continues if you allow it. Larry Park, who spent his 20s and 30s abusing drugs, now owns a handyman business and volunteers as a pastor at a local church. His nightmares have finally stopped, and he is sober. I have nine years sober. His sobriety was motivated by an epiphany about the kidnappers. My resentment for them was killing me. One night, I was laying in bed and I said, God, help me to forgive them. Larry met the men, shook their hands, and did forgive them. Here he is with Richard Schoenfeld. It changed my life. Something washed over me. And there was peace like I had never known. And I knew that day that I would be okay. Jennifer Brown Hyde, a wife, mother, and executive assistant, says it took her decades before she could even sleep without a nightlight. And I've had family and church family and co-workers that have piece by piece helped put me back together. And I want people to know that that little girl that was kidnapped and buried alive has managed to live a wonderful life. Michael Marshall had lost his way after the kidnapping. I went to bed at 18, drunk and hung over and blacked out and woke up about 48, you know, with a hangover, blurry. He is sober and has found happiness as a father and a long distance trucker. He tries not to think about those kidnappers. What they put my mom and dad through is something I cannot forgive. Jody Heffington never left the Chowchilla area. She opened her own hair salon 
and raised a son, but she struggled to find peace of mind. How that day affected me has affected me every day in some way or another. I think it made me not a good daughter, not a good sister, not a good aunt, and especially not a good mother. And probably not a, a good friend. I try to be those things, but it seems like it, um, it just took something from me that I can't ever get back. And I can't tear it down, no matter how hard I try and no matter what I do. A young mother found dead in her car. Where's the gun, sir? It's right here in her hand. It appears she took her own life, but could she have shot herself twice? It just seems like something out of a movie instead of real life. 48 Hours, Saturday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.